What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Five of the Leader Sports Podcast. Once again, I'm your host with the most. So have a toast, Leader Johnson. So listen, um, we know what's going on. It's Nova time. You know, I'm talking about Nova. Nova Radio. You're welcome to the Nova Radio episode. And I have so many of them. You know, I write for VUSports.com. Associated with 247 Sports, man. And it is an honor to be a writer for Nova. Now, let's get to it. Now, Angelo Brizzy committed. And I just want to touch on a couple of subjects. There was a Twitter battle. I addressed Twitter. You know, so I addressed comments because your fans are a part of you. So you should definitely, like, um, shout people out. Um, I want to give a, a special shout out to Spy Theory Crafter. He's a uh, guy on Twitter, Jim Bagan. That's my guy. Uh, he's always supporting. Uh, I don't know. It's the guy named Sauce Castillo. I, I don't know. If, I don't want to say it's a down shout out. It's just that he was in the battle against uh, Nova. But anyway, it's, it's nothing. I'm not like that. See, I got caught up in the twist. No, so, shout out to Sauce Castillo, uh, Stephen Muni, um, Stevie Franchise. You got the Steve Francis. See, that's crazy. He got the, uh, um, you know, so people were battling. Shout out to my guy, Zach Smith. He's always, listen, I had to shout out Zach, man. Zach is just uh, the most enthusiastic. He's, he's a lot of fun, man. You know, he's really enthusiastic about sports, how people should be. Um, JC also, um, JC is also a um, guy I want to shout out. JC, if I'm saying that right, Brian Smith. Um David Letts, David Letts is always around, man. Uh, Sam Sheffrin, I'm just you know shouting out people, y'all. Uh, Don Trav, you know, um, dang, my guy. Well, that's that already. You know, you get enough love, guy. Okay, so um, Joe D'Ambro. I mean, it's, it's a lot of look. I, I, when when stuff happened, I was um. Wasn't around. So, uh, shout out to Philly Sports. Just giving guys shout outs. Now, let's just talk about it. If, let's just talk about it, okay? Let's talk about it. The UConn, let's just, let's just address the UConn. And listen, man, y'all don't even know, like, how the heck is people sometimes... Like, you're not even in this field. Like, it's stuff that analysts don't know on time. or or But we're, like, it's because maybe we're on something else or something else happens or we're not on that. It's hard or, you know, it's... And and you mean to tell me it's people that know that, that the Russell Diggins picked UConn over Villanova. That's that's absolutely absurd. Absolutely absurd. That is, that is absolutely not true. It's crazy, bro. Are you crazy right now? Uh, UConn, listen, I respect. We're not talking about the UConn program. That's not what I'm talking about. Total respect, UConn program, coaches, players, great program. They're going to be, you know, tough to beat. A, a lot of Nova, te- a lot of Big East teams are going to be tough to beat. They have been tough to beat for years when Nova won the Big East. Okay, so 
UConn's one of those teams. No, no question. Welcome back to the Big East. Okay. Angelo Brizzy. Angelo Brizzy. Angelo Brizzy was offered first. He was offered first by Villanova. He was he, he was off of first. Rasul Diggins was almost a five star, and and Jordan Longino was a high level four star. Before, he, listen, they offered Brizzy. They offered Stevie Mitchell had stars. Brizzy had none. They offered Angelo Brizzy. They courted Angelo Brizzy. Brizzy got offers from Georgetown School. Started to rise. His his stock started to go up, and you know Nova wanted him to commit early. Nova wanted him to commit before the Diggins offer. They wanted that. When it, listen, when they offered Njoku, they wanted him to commit. They, was, they courted him. All right? They had been courting Trey Patterson. Longino, you know, they, they, they went, you know, he was a guy they interested in. A lot of interest in, and you see what happened. Okay? Um, Trevor Kills, super priority. Courted Trevor Kills. Courted Langston Love. Courted Matt Christ, Max Christie. Now, after Brizzy didn't commit, then they go after Diggins. Like, okay, we wanted they wanted their 2021 class because Nova wants to focus on the 2022 class next. They want this class over with. They are courting, they are going hard after whoever they then Diggins doesn't commit. He gets the Kansas offer. He doesn't, he doesn't commit. They go after Stevie Mitchell. Nova, this is how they play chess. This is how they play, baby. They are not going to sit on you. It's the same thing that happened. Listen, Brian Antoine was a super priority. So was Scotty Lewis. When it seemed like Scotty Lewis and, and, and it was a, a tug of war, you know, they can't sit there and go after Isaiah Stewart or Jeremiah Robinson Earl. When you're going there, I mean, you, you have to listen. You can't spend too much time. On prospects, another prospect is gone, especially when when they are hot prospects, especially when they're five stars. Nova don't want to do that. Nova has a strict listen. Nova is going after you, and if you waste too much time thinking they're going after somebody else, the same. Listen, before Njoku commit, committed, they were looking at Efton Reed. Hutchins' Everett was, you know, a last because he was a guy they reclassified. Another guy being looked at. And then they eventually um, went away from uh, Hutchinson Everett, and they were looking at Afton Reed, Frank Kapnang. They were looking at big men in case Njoku took too long. Somebody was going to get an offer. Why do you think they're looking at Tamar Bates and at one time Jalen Worley? Now it's a little different um, dynamic now with Jordan Longino, who can go from guard to to wing. I knew eventually they were going to Max Christie, Trevor Kills, and Langston Love were the guys. You know, we're talking about three guards, but Christie is six six; he can play the three. You know, they, they're they're not they're not shy at all at moving you to another position to let you succeed. You know, just like Bay at power forward, I feel like Bay can play a power forward, but he's more of a small forward in the NBA. Um, and I see Sauce Castillo said this. This is I want to read this comment to the world. He said, "I said about I had said 
my comment was, let's go to my comment first. My comment was Villanova prioritized Angelo Brizzy over Russell Diggins. Villanova doesn't, Villanova doesn't base their interests off ratings or stars. This That's not how they win championships. It's fit and style play. Brizzy was offered before Mitchell and Diggins. And so Castillo, and then John DeFalco, shout out to him. I shout out to everybody, man. Charles Castillo, shout out again, man, because, you know, I started it off wrong. I mean, I got into the, I'm a Nova Nationer. But ex, John DeFalco says exactly all about style play. Doesn't even mean Brizzy is better than Diggins. We won't know for a few years. It just means Brizzy is better for Nova than Diggins is in Jay's mind at this point in time. So Sauce Castillo says this isn't even remotely close to being true. Ryder, he tags me and he said, this is plain false. They were both priorities. It was whoever committed first. Diggins only decided to announce Sunday because Brizzy is announcing today to try and look like he's spurning over. Does that make sense? Everybody knew that Brizzy was committing Monday long before Diggins even announced. That's just to give followers, sometimes I want to give key points to what you can do to, to look at recruiting. If you see one guy announces he's going to commit and then the other target, which was another target, just like a Mitchell or a, and by the way, we'll talk about, you know, other things too. We're just going to have some fun today. You know, I love giving y'all the juice. And that's what Lita does. But um, when the guy commits first, when he announces it, or he commits first, and then the guy commits, it just tells you who they were after. When the Brizzy thing came up, because I don't just hear stuff, and then, you know, I really trust analysts. Now if I'm in the field, I, I know who who's who's relevant and who talks, you know, and what analysts and what stuff to, because to, to, I still check my sources, you know, because I like to keep them in, you know, cause I got good sources, I like to keep relationships, so I talk. If I find out something, I said, man, this happened, this happened, I heard this happened, and man, for real, then, you know, if I get the juice and I just, you know, I just give it up, man. But I, I confirm and be like, why, then I make my decision. You know, how many sources are saying, well, he could go here, he can go there. Sometimes you got unanimous sources, everybody let you know. I think when you... Look at Brizzy. Let's just talk about that now because that's unbelievable. How, how the heck do you say? Like that was, and the only reason Sauce is like that is because Diggins, Diggins is um, higher rated. Now, who do I think is better? <laughs> Out of the three guards, I tell you. I think it's, it's um, Rasul's a bad boy, man. He's going to do a lot of good things at UConn. They have a good point guard. They have a great prospect. I just want to, you know, I'm sorry. Listen, I just want people to listen to to Lita right quick. I want all, I want all, um, I want all UConn fans to listen to me and and tell you, Brizzy's a better pro prospect, but Diggins is going to be, could be the better, could might gonna be the better college player. I think, yeah, Diggins might be the better. I think he'll be the better college. I think he will. I think he'll be the better college player. But I don't mean. But that doesn't mean that Brizzy's gonna be bad. He he could be a player of the year. But Diggins could just even not even be player of the year, but just be a better player. 
I mean, just because a, a player wins conference player, I'm talking about not, not national player of the year, conference player of the year, Big East. Just because a guy wins something doesn't mean one guy's better. It just means he had a better season. I mean, at the time, he had a better season. Now, I just think Diggins would be a better college player. But Brizzy, listen, Diggins is 6'1". He's 6'1". I think he's a five-star point guard. But the same thing I could say for Brizzy. I think Brizzy is under the – listen, let me tell you, I'm going to tell you the real reason why Brizzy isn't a five-star. And I don't care who gets mad at me. This is Lita Johnson talking. All right, you don't follow the Leader Sports Podcast. All right. Now, Brizzy is 6'4. Brizzy's three, his range is crazy because Diggins is in Philly. He's going to be recognized before Brizzy is recognized. Does anybody understand that? Does anybody understand Virginia and where he's at and the type of player he is is not, Philly is a mecca. If Brizzy was in Philly, I, I, yo, if Brizzy was in Philly, we'll see what happens. It's like Colin Gillespie. He just had a real good season, and Colin went against guys like Quade Green and became a better college player than Quade Green. And then you come to Villanova, too. I think people forget, you know, I used to have this debate with my pop, like, oh, the players got to play. I'm like, the coaches mean a lot because if, if you can put them out there, it's just a pickup game. But you put coaches in, you got X's, O's, playing the strengths, using players right. You know, a lot of players are made look good for, you know, if you do a documentary and look into a guy, maybe he wouldn't have been as good or good at all without a coach. Because Kawhi Leonard, I'm telling you now, he wouldn't be nothing without Popovich. We would be looking at him coming off the bench, maybe starting 13 points a game. Maybe. Maybe. I'm, I'm just, listen, the way Kawhi is now, the type of player he is, was not, no, he wouldn't have been there without Popovich. Okay, so now you look at, um, this class. And, uh, as another reason I'm going to talk about Brizzy among the guys, even with kills committing, he would be the best pro prospect to me. I've said this before on podcast. He will be the best pro prospect. He's 6'4". He can shoot anywhere. He can dunk. Listen, Colin Gillespie is an athletic point guard. He can dunk on you. If, you know, I think he, but I don't think he has that. Sometimes you got to have that, the mental and really flexibility and athleticism because you need that when you jump and rise over somebody, you also need that second, or I call it that second, that second pinch. Like when you jump in the air, it got to be another level real quick. Just a little spurt that gets you over somebody you know when you rise in the air but then you extend that arm and go up and it make your body go up a little more you know like brizzy got it brizzy is explosive brizzy's gonna be something special with villanova he would have been something special with anybody georgetown whoever he wherever he went to arizona wherever he went to brizzy would have been special like look at this guy look like I don't think people even realize how good he is because they didn't because he didn't even have stars when Villanova gave him an offer. And, you know, it ain't like when they gave Scotty Lewis and Brian, Brian Antoine offers with no stars or Jalen Green offers with no stars. It's not like that in 2020. And and, and, the, and they offered Antoine and, and Lewis very early. They're like 15 to 16. They, lost, they offered Jalen Green the same way. 
That's why you know that Jay Wright is a real recruiter. He don't care if you got. He's not going for the Duke. Duke is not going, especially in the middle of the recruiting. What I mean by that is that this is the 2021 time. Like, this is the hot time, what I call, where everybody's deep into it. And, you know, people usually got stars by now. You usually know who is where by a certain time, whether they go up or down, they have stars. Bridget didn't have no stars. Not with 247. And you got to get 247. You just can't get, you can get 247, you can get rival stars, but people be like, oh, okay. It's still stars. It's still great and still awarded. But if you ain't got 247 stars, something different. I think if you get rivals and two four seven stars, you're complete. Then you ESPN matters. I'm, I'm sorry, but ESPN is not two four seven and rivals. Like they we they don't get deep like we get deep. Like they don't they don't do that. But if you got all three, you're on another level. You are officially a a a, a, a look that you are officially a prospect, like an all around prospect, like. That's what I call it, an all-around prospect. If you get those three, you are all-around prospect. But the one that matters is two, four, seven. If you're talking stars, I'm just talking stars. That's where people look. But that don't mean you don't. You're not a three-star prospect, though. If rivals gives you three stars, you're three stars. That's just what it is. I'm not saying that you're not a star-rated player, but it's because, no, the 247 is the number one. But um, Brizzy, like, like, Brizzy can shoot into his passing. His passing. His passing, man. Like, I really think that's his best point. And we're talking about, listen, it's, it's crazy that it's real crazy that we're sitting here talking about a man's passing. Brizzy for Highland High School in Virginia. Virginia always has some players. Now, last year, in his sophomore year, he had 17 a game. 4.9 rebounds, 3.5 assists. Mm-hmm. 3.3 steals. So that's he, he can pick your pocket. You know, whether he's an elite defender, just because you can get steals don't mean you're an elite defender. It means you're an impactful defender. I, I say that. Because if you can get t- t- if you get turnovers, you you're not you're not a liability on defense. You're just not as good as some. You have an ability to change the game with your hands. Allen Iverson was not an elite defender, on ball defender at all. You know, it, it was it depends on who he's going against. And if guys like Kobe is gonna be tough for him. You know, it's gonna, gonna be tough for him. But He's still going to get turnovers during the day. You still can't sit there and, and slouch on Allen Iverson because he will pick your pocket. And um, that's where Brizzy, you know, he's a guy, he, he has energy. He has energy. Unlike, like, he's going he's gonna to be a starting point guard for Villanova. He is going to be able to start. And I think that after Kyle and Gillespie, it's only evident that you put a guy like Brizzy in there. I just think that he is so energetic. Such a player. Like, I, I, I like Brizzy. Now, last year, his junior season, he had 20 a game. He upped it. 4.2 rebounds. Okay, he goes down to rebounds. But 6.6 assists and 3.2 steals. You're staying, and you know, you're staying 
evident. Now the turnovers, he, he you know he gets he gets sometimes a little spicy, and you know turnovers. You know he has to work on that, but he's still going to give you a guy that's going to get people. He's going to get people involved. He's going to make a team better. He shot forty-seven percent last season in his junior season, but he shot forty-three percent sophomore season. Going up, it's always good to see shooting anything going up, but shooting percentage is at the most. And then you're talking about three-point percentage. So he went up from thirty-three to thirty-five which I think he can even be better with Shave Wright. We're not even talking about the developmental. You look at some coaches, and some coaches just don't make you better. And I'm going to put it like this, okay? This is Follow the Sports Podcast. Mike Krzyzewski is a very good coach. So is John Calipari. I think Krzyzewski's better, far better. But they don't develop players like, you know, like a Jay Wright. Like, when you come to Villanova, you turn into something different. You turn into something completely different. Something completely from what the country saw you coming out of high school as. You know, you you, you see guys go to, to Duke and Kentucky. They just be those guys. But you see how Sadiq Bay and Gillespie and, and, and Josh Hart and, you know, guys like that, Eric Pascal, these guys turned into different players. Different type of players, man. They even look different. Wait till you see Eric Dixon. He lost 25 pounds. He's going to be flying and floating around. He he might be Rasheed Wallace on y'all. All right? Uh, Yeah, but Brizzy is is definitely going to be a good player. He would have been a good player anywhere. But what I'm going to tell you is I don't think he would have been as good as he would have been going to Villanova. That's the key. That see, because I say I say Rasul will be a better pro, I mean a better college player, but he's going to Villanova. Look what happened to Colin Gillespie. Everybody he coming out, nobody thought they was like, oh, they got a guard, they got a three star guard. That's it. Look now, Colin's one of the best players in college basketball. In college basketball, last year he was. No point guard coming in is just totally over Gillespie in college basketball. No, if he's if he's good, he's just good. Look at Cole Anthony coming in. Look at uh, just look at Lamelo Ball playing. Now we're talking about prospects. Colin Gillespie was just as impactful as any of them guys. Just as impactful as any of them guys. Throwing thirty points on you, getting assists on you, rebounding on you. Colin Gillespie was just as good. Now we're just now, you, of course. Looking at guys coming in at a certain age and how good they are. Yes, they were better than Gillespie at that age. But look at what Gillespie is doing. Look what he has done in college basketball. Look who he is. When you go on the floor, you're going to have to deal with a two-way point guard who's elite. He's elite. You can say what you want. NBA prospect elite? No, but elite college player? Yes. Angelo Brizzy is better than Gillespie was in high school. Way better. I mean, this kid can play. And so can Stevie Mitchell and Rasul Diggins. But we're talking about NBA prospects. Just looking at the, the, the measurables. Brizzy's 6'4", man. He's jumping over people and dunking over people with ease. He can. He has great ball handling skills, can, can pass better than any other point guards. That's, that's the position. See, the size, athleticism, and the fact that he can pass – is over and it lets you say like how are you judging 
Now, you look at Diggins, and I think he's a four-star to five-star point guard. I think he's a good point guard that can – great point guard, high school player that can really light it up. And it would have been a great commitment for Villanova to get him. It would have been greater because Jay Wright has him. <laughs> you know, like, how good is Diggins going to be with Jay Wright? No, you're not. Now he's going to go do his thing. Uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe this guy becomes Jay Wright and really develops. I don't know. Season by season is what you play. But right now, the, looking at the numbers and the resume, Bridges about to be an NBA first-round point guard. I'm saying it right here. He could be, even be a lottery. You got a 6'4". Look at this kid play. Look at the, the faults he has. I think he could be better on ball defender. You know, um, but I think with his energy, athleticism, getting with right, getting the system, he's going to be even better. He could be a three still person in, in, in the same number you see him in high school. I could definitely see that in the NBA. 26, and I, I think he won't get 20 his first time impacting. I think he'll average like 13 points a game. But the six or seven assists, I think that'll happen. I think that'll happen. Then you're talking about five rebounds. And then I'm saying 13 points. I'm talking about first year impacting. Unless we're talking about he stepping his junior year and then get the keys. Like, I think eventually through his college career, he'll average 15 points a game. He'll average six or seven assists. He'll average five rebounds. He'll average two, three steals. I think three steals. I think he'll get 15, five, and seven with three steals. I think Brizzy is that type of playmaker. He really knows how to penetrate, get people involved. We got a special point guard right here. We have a point guard, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I was also looking at, you look at Nana Njoku, you start looking at people. I mean, man, when we come back, man, all right, we got, we got to take a break. When we come back, all right, I think um, we talk about And the Joku, and I want to really talk about who's a better prospect. Like I've, I've talked about it, I'm gonna break it down. And we're gonna, I mean, this is an impressive killer class. And I'm gonna talk about killer class. I'm gonna talk about killer class. All right, that, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about a killer class when we come back. And we're gonna ride out. Um, when we come back, we're gonna talk more about that killer, killer, killer class. Has a meaning, and I will be back to talk about that. We're gonna write out to some meek meal, y'all. What the hell do you have to lose? We put a lap on the upside of America. Mama, let me sip the 40. I was just a shorty. Then I started spitting garlic, and they said, Record me. I feel like this shit was for me. This shit is my story. Yeah, uh. Jonah the porch, uh, I got a porch, we'll take it back. I'm on the block with the killers and hold on my own, of course. Yeah. I see my mom and dad separate, ain't talking divorce. Said daddy was living by the fire, and he died by the torch. I'm with the AKs, we like the baby baby kids. Hey, I'm a daddy, I listen to suckers the same with that Ray Ray did. I'm so explicit in HKs, and I just was a great A kid. Hey, on the line, we grew up with hitters and did everything they said. One on the block, we spinning it.
Yo, yo, we back, man. Follow the leader sports podcast. That was Meek's track on the side of America. You know, I try to debut some stuff. It's my new thing, man. Try to, you know, not debut songs, but just show artists love and, you know, take a break. You know, because I be going crazy. Like, the Jamie Boscow one I had, man, I was I was going in. Like, I didn't even take breaks. We was really going back and back, back and forth. Just getting to my craft, and I love sports, and sometimes I can catch. I got to start, you know, taking those breaks to show love, because I love music, too. So, here we go. Now, listen. Um, Yeah, my pop love music. So, I think that was something I wanted to think about just doing. But, um, man, Trey Patterson is, out of all this we talking, and, you know, he's really underrated. I mean, Trey Patterson's really going to be good. I think he's more developed as a scorer. And he's a very underrated defender. Like, he can do a little bit of everything good. Like, he's a he's going to be in the NBA. He's going to be a first-round trash pick, too. You know, you're going to have to start saying about Villanova people, first-round draft. You're going to start getting used to that. Because Villanova going to have a lot of those. And out this class, okay, Trey Patterson can really play. Like, he can really step backs. He He's a complete basketball player. And he's going to be – I won't be surprised if he was to start. Once Samuels leaves, you look at Slater, but can will Patterson come in his first day and overplay? That's going to be a great battle between those two guys, and then you know Patterson can play power forward. So it's not like you're rushing because you got Longino too. Longino, let's go to him. But Longino's an underrated player, also. Wow, I mean he's just a good player. Is he better than Christie? Christie's better than him by edge. Yeah, Christie's better than him by edge. I mean. Christie's a good player. I just think he's a better fit for Villanova. You know, you're talking about fits. I think Christie and Brizzy were the were the best fits in, in, in Patterson were the best fits for Villanova as far as looking at prospects. Kills is good. Like Kills is, you know, you, you think of Justin Moore. You want to think of impact? I think Kills will come in his first year, do what Justin Moore did. But just pure fits, I just like this only if he gets the ball like that. I mean, you, you got to also think about opportunities. And the opportunities Justin Moore had because Antoine was out. Like, it wouldn't have been like that if Antoine was healthy. It, it would not have been like that. If he wouldn't have had no – it would have been different. He just had the opportunity. You look at Bay having the opportunity because four people leave. And so Bay had the opportunity to come in and, and, and show what he was about. So what he was about. And wow. And then you look at how deep they were last year. Dixon played real good. He could have played last year. 
You know, he could have played, but they wanted to save him. Like, he's he's that good. Like, wanted to save Dixon. Dixon could have came in and impacted as soon as he played. You could have had, but you got Dada. They were not going to move Dada. Y'all, people think they disres- they're not going to disrespect Dada. They're going to give Dada all the opportunity to come in and score 13 if he wants to. Whether Robinson Earl was there or not, he was just hurt. You held him back. You know, he, he had it. You could tell by, you know, his play, but he still played hard and tough. So, um, yeah, uh, Longino can score from anywhere. Who's going to stop Longino from scoring? He's one of the most underrated scorers in this basketball class. And what I mean by killer, let's talk about what I mean by killer. All these guys can eat you. All of them, you can give them the ball and they can eat you. Brizzy is an underrated scorer also, but Longino might be one of the most underrated scorers in this class. I think Brizzy gives you what he gives you, but Longino can mess around and come in here and score 20-22 on the right team. Like Longino, any team in the country, like he's that good of a scorer. He just can score. He can do so much with the basketball. He can, you know, he, he get quicker or take you off the drill. I think he can get quicker, get faster, you know. Um, but realistically, and I think he can become a better defender, but he's still a good defender, you know. I think he can become a better defender. I think he just has good the right length, and he should be better, you know. Uh, he should get stronger, no question. He should definitely get stronger. You know, he's going to play against these guys, the eaters, on the other side of the court. So you're going to have to be able to out-muscle them, you know, and, you know, instead of using so much of your athleticism to shoot. And he has a good dribbling ability to where he can shoot on you from anywhere on the court or take you off the dribble from anywhere on the court, anywhere on the court. So, realistically... Realistically, you know, um, realistically, I really feel like that. This class, I had to pause because I'm, I'm thinking. I don't give y'all, because I've been really shooting back and forth, and they're like, oh, this is the best class in Jay Wright era. No. I'm going to describe, last year you got Antoine and Robinson Earl, two McDonald's All-Americans, just like in 2009, but these guys were better players. Antoine and Robinson Earl just evolution. There weren't players like Robinson Earl and Antoine back in those days. I mean, back in that 2009 era, this, this was this is the next level. Antoine's just a quicker, faster, more explosive player than guys were back then. Robinson Earl being a stretch four, being able to play the five, being such an athletic guy that he is, there wasn't guys playing like him back then. This is a different class. Then Justin Moore and, and, and Dixon, Dixon, there weren't guys six seven shooting threes like Dixon, playing the five. Doing that, being able to play the five and shoot threes. This wasn't guys like that, but Justin Moore, there were guys like him. So you got a 2009, like really, and Justin Moore would have been a McDonald's All-American in 2009. So would Dixon would have been too. No, no question, Dixon. But Moore would have been like Moore. Look look at, he was the lowest rated, once again, the lowest rated player in our class in, in, impacts again. Once again, the lowest rated player, even though he was, he's like, so Dixon's like more like a top 50 player. 
<laughs> like, you know, but he's still the lowest rated prospect. Once again, Jay Wright does it again. So what do you think of Brizzy? After seeing Bay do it, after seeing Moore do it, after seeing the DiVincenzo do it, what do you think Brizzy's going to do, ladies and gentlemen? What do you think Angelo Brizzy is going to do, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> this is resume. You got to go by resume. And this means, once again, if your lowest rated player impacts, and then it's crazy because Bay is in the NBA, and, 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 and DiVincenzo is in the NBA, and they both are first-round draft picks. What do you think is going to happen to Justin Moore? Do you think he's going to be in the NBA? Do you think Bridges is going to be in the NBA? And it's crazy because I'm just this is this is this is what you call a quick mental thought. This just popped in my head. That right there just popped in my head. Like, wow, look at that. Look at that. That happens to analysts. That happens to analysts and I'm going to let you know I can't be the only one. That's crazy because that is unbelievable to say that all their lowest rated recruits are going to the NBA or becoming impactful people on, on the they impact. Colin Gillespie, what do you think happens to him now? I think he's a second-round pick. Though. I don't think he'll be a first-round pick. I just don't think Colin Gillespie is going to the 2021 draft. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is a deep class. I think in 2020 you could see Colin Gillespie – to me, he wouldn't have been drafted in the first round. He's just not a first-round prospect. But he's still a good player. But Brizzy will be a first-round. Let's just see. We're going to see. He is a bold scorer. He will, he will dunk on you. He will block your shot. He, will, he, he, he wants you to be as energetic as him. And he's an explosive player. Who do you compare him to? I say a more explosive. If Steve Nash was six four and could had hops like Stevie Francis, and had the bold, you know, uh, uh, or I say the bold determination of Steve, you got to be bold to want to dunk on somebody and dunk in certain situations, and he'll do it. He'll do it, man. He's gonna be a different Villanova guard. He will come through the lane on you. He will come through the lane on you and dunk all over your face. He's going to be exciting, man. I think he's the most exciting guard. I think he's the most explosive guard out of Mitchell and, and, and Rasul Diggins. But, you know, his his jump shot is good. But, see, Diggins, oh, man, he will, he will light you up. But, Brizzy, look at him. I, I think he's just highly slept on. You're talking about the most underrated, one of the, one of the top ten underrated prospects. He should be a five star. I don't get it. But I love my yo. What's up, Brian Snow? What's up, Josh Gershine? I love y'all to death, Jerry Meyer. I love y'all to death. But yo, why this man? Y'all gotta. He's not gonna get five stars. I don't think they give him the the K Cunningham lift up. I, I think he he would have to be the, get the K Cunningham pole vault. Like, you know, because he's good. I mean, this I'm, Josh, look at him, man. Look at how this guy plays. Maybe. And then also people look at where people play and the type of prospects that come out of that class. Who are they playing against? That's, that, that's, that's mattering to people. But, man, this guy's good, Josh. Yo, Brian, this guy's good, man. This guy's good. I, I thought they went away from him because I really thought that Brizzy, they thought Brizzy was, was just not, you know, 
looking at them because they they courted Brizzy early. Then when Brizzy didn't commit, it was on. It was digging. They they always want to have a backup plan because offers matter. Prospects, if you don't give a prospect an offer, they don't think you matter, even though they like you. Scott Clark wants an offer from Villanova, so if they don't go and proceed towards Scott Clark, Scott Clark, just yo, I'm I'm gonna get it. Scott Clark, it's my guy. It's my young buck, man. Um, I think um, it's looking good, man. It's looking good for this class. They are number one. Not number two, not number three. Number one. They went from, you know, a class that was hit number one to hit number three. Then they hit number eight. Then they hit number three. Now they're number one. It's unbelievable. Uh, Rizzy's good, man. He's the third-ranked prospect in Virginia, right? So let's break down this. The next guy is Roosevelt Wheeler, you know, who looks like a Louisville Cardinal. Okay, this is my. You know, then the next guy is Trevor Keels. So Villanova could possibly get Keels and Brizzy, the, the one and three. But look at, you know, the other prospects in this class. You got Tyler Beard, who's with Georgetown now, who Nova used to recruit in the 2020 class. You got Jalen Ricks, who Arkansas is heavy on. And Marcus Liver, a pretty good power forward, 6'8. Who you know could be, you know, uh, we'll see how that turns out. Bryant has offered him. We talk he's not really a high, you know, level of George Mason in Nebraska looks like the schools that could rock him rock with him right now. And Darius Johnson, man, he's a three-star point guard. I'm just saying, it's not an overwhelmingly talented. You know, Alabama could get him, and Florida looks big on him. But um, it's not an overwhelming thing. Kills is over that. But I- I'm looking at Brizzy as a prospect, and woof. And Will is good too, but Brizzy is a better pro prospect than Kills. I'm sorry. Right now, Kills, yes, he is the oh, yes, he definitely is the better player. But as a pro prospect, man, well, you're talking about a guy with size, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, almost 6'. Listen, here's a 6'5", reach. He's long. I'm talking about when you're 6'4", and your length makes you a 6'5", player. Like, he's he can really be a shooting guard. He's just not a guy that can be – he's a combo guard. You know, you're calling – Kields is a combo guard. You can put Brizzy at the shooting guard position. He can be a guy that can score on you. Let him eat. A killer class means guys that can all eat. Nana Njoku, man. Let's talk about that guy. Nana Njoku is the type of player. He's the type of player at 6'10", 245. That can just, and he's long. He can shoot. He's the number one player in Delaware once again. They got that after getting Dante DiVincenzo. The 18th ranked center and 105th ranked player. But he's a top 100 player by, um, by um, 247. That was just a composite ranking. And 247, he's, he's, he's a bigger. And 247, he's a big deal. 15th ranked center. 79th ranked player. 
You had schools like LaSalle, Marquette, Miami, all going after Nana Njoku. You know, yes, Ashley Howard is dancing. His, his yo, his understudy is dancing with him. Ashley Howard is a bad boy. Watch, wait till you see. I say in about three years, LaSalle be an elite program. That's my that's my role on LaSalle. Give give it three more years, my man. We talking about they can go after five stars. I, Ashley Howard learned from the best, and he's doing a good job. You sleeping on Ashley Howard? All right. I mean, this guy can fly. I mean, he can fly down the. At two forty-five, he can really fly. He can jump. And what I mean by fly, he can really good in transition. He can go down the court so fast. He can shoot good mid-range. He's working on three-pointers. He's going to be a guy that can hit three-pointers. He's working on that game. You will see him be a three-point shooter. What I meant by Daniel O'Sheffield, he's Daniel O'Sheffield 2.0. He plays the post big. He plays the post big, and, and you know, O'Sheffield could shoot, but he's more of a post guy. O'Sheffield was not shooting mid-range jumpers. And, and you look at Dujoku's game, he was developing mid-range jumpers. He, he It was shots that he didn't hit consistently. What I mean was consistently shoot him in games that he he did shoot. You see him in practice and you see him, you know, the guy can play. I mean, I got a lot of different film. And he's the type of guy, it's shots that he didn't, when he gets in college, he's going to be a different player. He's a post player. He plays the post so good. If you look at Dixon and him on the floor together, I could see Jay Wright making that happen. Six, seven, six, nine guys. Joker could play power forward, or Dixon could play power forward. Definitely, I think Dixon will be playing power forward in some matchup. Or if 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 Njoku is so good, see, we're gonna see what happens. Because if they get Jalen Duran, you definitely can start playing Dixon. And because I don't think Dixon's leaving as a junior, I think all these guys are gonna play until they they, they play and they are, they're gonna get drafted. They're gonna get. I think Dixon can be. I mean, we'll see. Right now. Dixon, in my opinion, is a first-round draft pick. Njoku is a second-round draft pick. But, man, he could be a late first-round draft pick, depending on his career and what he does. And and, and the reputation of Nova, people are going to snatch Nova players because Nova players are successful. You know you're getting an NBA player. So, this this is wait to see what Njoku does. I said right now he's a second-round draft pick. But, man, he can become a late first-round draft pick. These are some impressive players. And Trey Patterson's definitely gonna be. He's gonna be a top twenty player. It's no no question NBA player NBA prospect. No question. No question. Who who do I think he reminds me of? Who does Njoku remind me of? I, he's an Antonio Davis. Remember he played for the if you look at him, he played for but he's a guy with with, with a jumper though. People didn't have jumpers back then. So it's not too many people you can compare some of these prospects to. Because guys at the 4-5 or five was not Antonio Davis. But he's going to say Antonio Davis with a three-point shot. It's just different prospects, different evolution of players. And, and Trey Patterson, who does he remind me of? Um, who does he remind me of? He's a Tracy McGrady type of player, man. I'm, I'm sorry. He's a Tracy McGrady. That's all I can think of. You could say I'm wrong or right. He's a Tracy McGrady. He is a Tracy McGrady. I don't think he'll be as as good as Tracy, possibly. 
But right now, no. I'm not saying that he's he has a Tracy McGrady skill set. Six eight, man. Can shoot the three. Can be explosive. Can hover over you. Can I mean I, that's what you get with that skill set. A Tracy McGrady. He can go in the NBA and score 17 points. Get you eight rebounds. Shoot 38% from the three-point line with a Nova. Yo, he might shoot 42 at the highest, but at the lowest in the NBA. I see him shooting 